Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So if you're traveling around Cape Town, South Africa, and you're wondering, oh my gosh, what is that nauseating stench? (laughs) It is a ship that has been docked at the port carrying 19,000 cows. Now, according to many Cape Town residents, it's the worst stench they've ever come across in their lives. Now, the uh, El Kuwaiti ship has been anchored in Cape Cod uh, for a couple of days. Uh, city officials in charge of water and sanitation said the ship was due to leave uh, Monday night. So hopefully it's gone now. I don't know if the stench is gone. I don't know. It's heading to Iraq from Brazil. Stopped off in Cape Town to get feed for the cattle. <laughs> okay. Now, I guess the agents boarded the ship to, you know, of course, assess the condition of the ship and said in a statement, this smell is indicative of the awful conditions the animals endure, having already spent two and a half weeks on board with a buildup of feces and ammonia. Many people say it ruined their day. Uh, Many people that are working around the harbor, closer to where the ship is docked, say the smell was overwhelming. And I I tend to know how they feel. I grew up in uh, dairy country in Michigan, right here in the, uh, you know, the Tuscola County, Michigan. And uh, during the summertime, holy cow, uh, that was good, fresh country air smell from the dairy cows in the middle of the summer. The uh, cow patties do create quite a stench. So they were all stuck on this ship. Had to be just terrible. And I'm sure that uh, all the PETA people and the uh, NSPCA people do not want to have live cattle exported by sea. But, you know, how else you going to move them? That's a long walk across the ocean from Brazil to Iraq. Just saying. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. Have you ever used those chatbots on websites? You know, when you log on to the site and then the chatbot comes up, how may I help you? And you think that, uh, oh, that's just a human sitting there on the other end of that website. Yeah, no, it's not. (laughs) It's not. It's AI. And so, you know, they don't always get things right. Wait, what? I know. It's a shock. So this story out of Canada uh, in uh, 2022, a couple years ago now, a guy by the name of Jake Moffat asked a chatbot for help booking a last-minute flight to attend his grandmother's funeral. The chatbot told him to book the flight and request a refund within 90 days. However, Air Canada then denied his $450 refund, saying, yeah, bereavement uh, abatement, uh, you can't apply those retroactively. Well, uh, he was like, but uh, the chatbot told me that's what I had to do. Well, Air Canada initially said, well, I'll tell you what, we'll give you a $200 coupon and we're going to, we'll update the chatbot. Um, no. So he took it to court, I guess, you know, Canada's civil tribunal. And the airline's arguments were, hey, the chatbot is a separate uh, legal entity responsible for its own actions. We have nothing to do with it. 
Really? Because it's on your website? Yeah. And look, you know what? You shouldn't have trusted the chatbot. <laughs> you should have double-checked the info. Also, it was it was on me to know that your chatbot was wrong. Oh, okay. So one of the judges, the tribunal member, uh, called the arguments remarkable, which I guess is Canadian for ridiculous so uh they you know ruled in his favor now after the ruling the airline has now removed the chatbot services from its website so does that mean that uh a robot lost his job to a human probably not uh probably just uh, that company's uh, chatbot has been uh has been gone has been fired and now there'll just be a new chatbot company for you to deal with when you have to deal with air canada or any other airlines just remember to double check the robot isn't always correct and uh, i know if you like me thought that was just a real person hanging out at the website offices waiting for me to log on uh, to the website and then they were like hey uh, how can i help you i know it's not a human it's a robot weird and I told you yesterday, I went through the drive through this past weekend where I asked for a couple of items and uh, the voice on the other end of the drive through said, how many is a couple? And so I don't know if that was a human or a robot. If it was a robot, I'm teaching him. You Hopefully now if someone goes through the line and says, hey, let me have a couple of those, the robot will go, that means two. I don't know if that will work for the stupid human that doesn't know what a couple is. But for the chatbot, probably will work. Okay, full disclosure, I have run for Pope before. <laughs> Multiple times, actually. But uh, I have run for Pope uh, in the past. So when I do Catholic stories, I just want you to know that I believe that I could be Pope and, and uh, I was not voted in. The white smoke blew and it wasn't for me. Uh, so there was a funeral of a renowned uh, transgender activist in uh, New York held at the saint patrick's cathedral in manhattan last week the funeral was for cecilia gentilly uh the mass has created a big scandal now i would believe that uh today's pope may tell the uh new york roman catholic archdiocese to uh you know back off a little but uh in a written statement the reverend enrique salvo pastor of saint patrick's thanked those who share our outrage over the scandalous behavior at the funeral on thursday uh, the cathedral only knew that family and friends were requesting a funeral mass for a Catholic and had no idea our welcome and prayer would be degraded in such sacrilegious and deceptive way. Okay. Videos of a Gentile's funeral show an estimated audience of more than a thousand, uh, including transgender people and other friends and supporters, chanting her name, applauding, singing, and offering praise of her stature as a leading light in the city's LGBTQ community. I uh, believe that they called her the mother of all whores <laughs> uh, in the church. And I know that Billy Porter, uh, whose singing performance during the funeral was characterized by the group as a mockery of Our Father Prayer. Now, the Archdiocese of New York has uh, done a mass of reparation because the scandal occurred at America's parish church uh, makes it worse and took place as Lent was beginning the annual 40-day struggle with the forces of sin and darkness. 
It's a potent reminder of how much we need prayer, reparation, repentance, grace, and mercy to which this holy season invites us. That's uh, Salvo, the pastor. Uh, The cardinal uh, directive uh, offered appropriate mass of reparation. So we'll see. I'd be interested to see if the Pope responds to this because the Pope is welcoming to all, right? The Pope is welcoming to all and we must give forgiveness to all. That doesn't mean we can be sacrilegious in our places of worship, though. Does it? I mean, even in the documentary Highlander, uh, the churches are sacred ground. There's no battles going on on uh, sacred ground. So have we lost that? Are churches no longer sacred ground? I mean, it feels like we have, but uh, in my heart, I believe that we haven't. Churches still are sacred ground. I mean, you can do whatever you want outside of being on sacred ground. Whatever you want is fine. Just when you're on sacred ground, tone it down. You can quote me on that. When you're on sacred ground, tone it down. And I know that uh, Gentile's family denied that the church was deceived about the gathering. And they said the only thing is that the church's hypocrisy and anti-trans hatred. Well, I will say, as the former sex worker who suffered addiction and was jailed, she founded the COIN Clinic, short, short for Cecilia's Occupational Inclusion Network, a free health program for sex workers through the Callan Lord Community Health Organization in New York. I will say that if the church knew that that who this f- funeral was for, I mean, I would I guess that they probably have a pretty good idea of what kind of funeral it's going to be. But I still stand by if it's on sacred ground. Tone it down. Real soap, old school, hand poured, made from scratch. And old school means that soap cleans while moisturizing in a way most commercial bars simply don't. And that's by design, by the way. Uh, Raw goat milk makes uh, this soap, Quinn Pittman's soap, special, creamy and soft with a rich sudsy lather. All the essential proteins and nutrients are preserved in goat milk soap and delivered in a finished bar of real soap. If you didn't already know this, some of the best soap on the market today is made from goat milk. And that's something Quinn Pittman found out at an early age. And he's been making it from his own herd of goats ever since. With the help of his parents, he started Quinn's Goat Soap. And today, they ship out amazing soaps all over the country. It smells amazing, feels great on your skin. Quinn and his family are very proud of their product. And they should be. And they want you to know about it. But it doesn't just stop at soap for your skin. Uh, Quinn's company also makes amazing laundry soap, which will leave your clothes clean and smelling fresh. Why use harsh detergents on your clothes when you uh, could be using something natural and handmade? Yeah, uh, that's where you need to go to qpgoatsoap.com. That's Quinn Pittman's, uh, the king, uh, the goat king. That's his company, qpgoatsoap.com. You can use the offer code Jeffy for 10% off your total order. That's qpgoatsoap.com. qpgoatsoap.com. 
go ahead use that offer code jeffy take a discount uh you know the the goat king is willing to uh willing to make that happen when you purchase products from him qpgoatsoap.com qpgoatsoap.com you should know that no one supports zoos more than this show or more than me i am a big believer in zoos so the usa today uh their readers choice voting for the best zoo in america uh the nominees uh are already out and you can vote for them you have until uh monday march 4th uh at noon to pick i think you can vote at least once a day for your favorite zoo or maybe you want to vote for multiple zoos uh but (laughs) <laughs> the winners will be announced march 15th now i will say that i went through the list of nominees for that you can vote for and i'm a little disappointed that zoo tampa at lowry park is not on this list uh, i don't know what the deal is i don't know why usa today uh hates zoo tampa at lowry park but uh we need to change that and if it's if it's their hatred or if it's zoo tampa lowry park has slipped up on their game a little bit i you know let's pick it up both parties need to pick it up just a little bit let's let's get zoo tampa lowry park back on this list because we have uh, the audubon zoo in new orleans, new orleans louisiana brevard zoo in melbourne florida central park zoo new york city cheyenne mountain zoo colorado springs colorado cincinnati zoo and botanical garden in cincinnati honolulu zoo we have the living desert zoo in garden state park in carlsbad new mexico we have the louisville zoo that would be in louisville kentucky uh, we have the minnesota zoo big surprise apple valley minnesota we have the north carolina zoo ashboro north carolina we have the oakland zoo conservation society of california yep you guessed it that's in oakland california omaha's henry Dorley zoo and aquarium that uh is a beautiful that may actually come in number one rolling hills zoo in selena kansas st louis zoo st louis oh, Missouri, san antonio zoo san antonio texas san diego zoo uh seneca park zoo in rochester new york woodland park zoo in seattle zoo boise (laughs) i know you guessed it boise idaho and the zoo montana in billings montana those are your nominees for the best zoo in america the reader's choice awards from usa today again you have until march 4th to uh, vote for your best zoo uh from usa today's reader's choice you can vote once a day through march 4th at noon eastern 10 winners will be announced on friday the 15th so there's more awards to vote for and you can check the leaderboard let's check the leaderboard yep uh omaha's henry dooley's doing aquarium in omaha nebraska is number one as of right now on the leaderboard it does not say how many votes they got though cincinnati north carolina honolulu cheyenne brevard san diego st louis audubon and zoo montana are the top 10 as of right now so that's your current best zoo leaderboard so good luck good luck to all speaking of zoos i see where zoo knoxville who i didn't remember saying on the best zoos in america uh they are moving their elephants they are i know i'm bummed they're moving them to an elephant sanctuary now are they moving the elephant sanctuary is that still in 
Tennessee? Are they moving it to Florida? They're moving to Hohenwald. This is a home to a community of aging elephants in an elephant sanctuary in Middle Tennessee. So that's where the sanctuary is. Anyway, they have three elephants that they're shipping out, and they're going to be done with elephants at the zoo Knoxville. Very sad. So apparently, uh, Jana and Edie, or I guess it's Edie, Jana and Edie, E-D-I-E, uh, have crates that uh, from other zoos. But Tonka... The 16,000-pound elephant, uh, he's got to have a crate of his own. And uh, there's not a box this size in the Western Hemisphere, according to, uh, according to uh, the zoo. So I guess they're going to you know, come up with this new, <laughs> this new box, uh, I'm sorry, crate, to uh, move the old elephant uh, down the road and uh, look for it in Tennessee uh, in the coming months as you have the uh, you know, tractor trailer hauling the elephants around and uh, heading to the, uh, you know, heading to the elephant sanctuary in Middle Tennessee. So now there's not going to be any more elephants at the zoo in uh, Knoxville, and they're just going to use the elephant enclosure for white rhinos. So the elephants are getting pushed out. Uh, no more elephants to see at the zoo at Zoo Knoxville. Just white rhinos. I don't know if they're even going to have a sign. Is there going to be a sign that says, hey, this is where Tonka, Jana, and Eddie used to live. Now we've shipped them off to a nursing home, and they're just waiting to die. That's what they're doing at Zoo Knoxville. They're just shipping the old elephants off, and they're not bringing in any new ones. So get over there if you want to see the elephants before they get shipped off to Elephant Nursing Home. Oh, I'm sorry, the sanctuary. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. All right, be sure to follow me on uh, all the social media platforms. You can follow me on X at JeffyJFR. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook. It's Jeff Fisher Radio. You can follow me on my YouTube channel, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. You can always uh, order a cameo from me uh, at JeffyJFR on the Cameo app. I believe on the Cameo website, it's just Jeff Fisher. Uh, it's not free. Uh, you're gonna, you know, that's the way deal is a cameo is like my pimp and, uh, you know, they take their cut. So everybody gets their cut. You order the cameo, uh, and, uh, you know, you tell cameo whether you want me to be happy, glad, sad, mad, mean, and uh, I do it. I'm their trained monkey. And then everybody is happy. That's the way that works. You can always email the show chewing the fat at the blaze.com. I did get a couple of emails. Uh, one from, uh, one from Bob who uh, was commenting i did a story on the lawsuit the class action lawsuit against match group that uh, complains that uh, tinder hinge and the league um are addictive and harmful to mental health and so they're trying to you know hold the tech company accountable for online addiction in court We'll see how that works out. However, Bob came up with a million-dollar idea and emailed me about it. I probably shouldn't even say anything because it's too good of an idea and I should use it. But I'm throwing it out there for you, the Chewing the Fat listener. Okay. Bob says, hey, uh, love your show. Love you too, Bob. Thanks. And uh, Bob claims to have not missed an episode in uh, a long time. So I appreciate Bob for reaching out. Okay. So he has come up with an idea for a new dating app. 
maybe the match group could uh, could run with this and give Bob his cut, or you can reach out to me always chewing the fat at the blaze.com. The dating app called Dirty Laundry. All right. Uh, just put it. He wants to see what happens. Uh, typical profile. He gives an example of what a profile might be on Dirty Laundry. Uh, hey, I'm 6'2", weigh 160. Boy, I, I don't remember the last time I weighed 160 pounds. Anyway, probably like kindergarten. I'm uh, 6'2", weigh 160. He doesn't say that in the email. That's just me commenting. And was recently released from jail. I don't have a job and not really wanting one. Kind of living in my 1970 GMC van. I've been told that I may have a drug and alcohol addiction. I really don't recall doing anything too bad. If you're interested in a good time and a scenic views of San Francisco alleys, I'm your man. Also, I have some hookups with a couple of restaurants that give me leftover food. If this lifestyle is attractive to you, please downswipe and let the fun begin. I mean, that's a good idea. <laughs> now bob says he thinks it may work he believes it may work getting the skeletons out in front get them out there right now and i i think it's a good idea too so i probably shouldn't have said anything because it's a million dollar idea uh somebody's gonna use it and we're not gonna get to see a dime from it bob but i love the idea of the dating app dirty laundry and by the way swiping down when you want the date absolutely love it (laughs) and uh, the other email uh, came from Mike and uh, Mike was uh, letting me know that he was following the rules of subscribership to Chewing the Fat Uh, one of the rules one of the main rules uh, from uh, if you're a subscriber to Chewing the Fat if you're listening to the show right now and you're not a subscriber well you need to be and you're just a freeloader okay everybody likes free stuff the podcast is free to listen to and subscribe to but nobody likes a freeloader so if you're just listening on a friend's platform subscribe yourself okay so uh Mike uh, was, was telling me that uh, he was following the rules of subscribership. And the main rule of subscribership is that when someone asks you, hey, what are you listening to? As a subscriber to Chewing the Fat, you have to answer Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Now, I know you're going to be listening to other stuff. I get it. We all listen to multiple things every day, if not weekly. I, I get it. We all listen to a bunch of things. But when you have your headphones in and someone says, hey, what are you listening to? You have to answer Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. I, I don't care what you're listening to. Uh, your answer has to be Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. And Mike was saying that he was laughing uh, out loud at work. And a co-worker said, what are you listening to? And he wants a pat on the back and lets me know that he is, of course, uh, responding in the proper way, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So thank you, Mike, for following the rules. We appreciate it. Jeez. Okay, nothing's gonna, you know, the chewing the fat police won't show up at your door this week. So we have another lottery lawsuit. I guess I, I don't know that we have an outcome from this case. This is was this was back in December, so a couple of months ago. But it's another lawsuit with the Florida Lottery. Apparently, uh, the Florida Lottery wants the state judge to dismiss the claim of negligent infliction of emotional distress from a lawsuit alleging a man was led to believe he'd won fifteen million dollars. So James Curry sued the lottery. 
uh, alleging emotional distress from a mix-up and faulting the lottery for erasing surveillance video. So I'm not sure why, what the deal is with the video surveillance, but uh, the lottery claims that this guy failed to scratch off the entirety of the scratch-off ticket. Now, he scratched it off, and apparently they posed with pictures with him saying he'd won $15 million. And then they said, ooh, hey, no, look at that. You did not scratch off the entire ticket, which apparently would have turned a winning six into a losing six-five. I mean, nobody caught that until after they took pictures with the guy. Okay. Well, so now he's claiming physical, uh, you know, hey, we've got emotional distress. And and the, the lottery says, hey, you can't have emotional distress without some kind of physical harm. And so we'll see what happens uh, with this case. But uh, kind of weird that the lottery didn't catch it before they took pictures with the guy, right? Congratulations, you won. And then, oh, yeah, no, we actually looked at the ticket now, and uh, it's wrong. Kind of weird. I know. I know. Kind of weird. I mean, we see the scratch-off winners all the time. There's, I mean, there were stories, as I found this story, there were stories of lottery winners winning $5 million on scratch-offs, uh, you know, wins a million bucks from uh, $50 on a scratch-off. So people are winning money from the scratch-offs. And you know what? Uh, you can't win if you don't play. Am I right? <laughs> I know. I know. The odds are not in your favor, but it's tough not to play. You know, we've got the... We got the Mega Millions drawing. That happens tonight. If you're listening live, today is the 20th of February, 2024. That jackpot is $493 million. $231.1 million cash payout. Man, that would be a nice win. And uh, Powerball is uh, Wednesday, tomorrow, the 21st of February, with a $348 million uh, jackpot, $164.3 million cash payout. So there's not been a winner in either of those in quite some time. So good luck. And if you have the winning ticket, man, make sure you document it. I mean, take pictures of the website with the numbers, take pictures of your lotto ticket, put them all in a safe, and then contact whoever you need to contact before you go collect your money. Get all your ducks in a row before you go contact get your money and i mean all your ducks in a row even the little ducks little ducks big ducks all ducks in a row before you walk over there yes i'm here to collect my money Let's begin with Cagney Lynn Carter, dead at the age of 36. Very sad. Uh, she's a, an adult film actress who was reportedly found dead after an apparent suicide. If you or someone you know is struggling, uh, have them call 988. It's the Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, and the cost is free. 988 is the Suicide 
crisis and lifeline. Uh, they claimed uh, this would happen in Ohio. Uh, they claimed that even in her darkest days, she still showed up to the studio, always ready to learn, contribute, better herself in whatever small way she could manage. I mean, she was in 320 adult films. Uh, I know she established her career in the mid 2000s, won two AVN awards, including one in the 2010 for Best New Starlet. And apart from pole fitness and performing both on camera and live as a dancer, Carter, with a K, was also an adult model. So I don't want anyone to uh, commit suicide, but I mean, there are some jokes in here, but I'm not going to do them. Rest in peace, Cagney Lynn Carter dead at the age of 36 Angela Chow Angela Chow dead at the age of 50 Uh, the foremost group CEO Angela Chow sister-in-law to Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell pronounced dead after her car went into a pond at a private property located about 40 miles west of Austin, Texas huh isn't that interesting? Uh, she just uh, drove into this pond? Oh, okay. Uh, I guess it was an accident. Uh, there's no details on the accident at this time. The Blanco County Sheriff's Office said that uh, responded to a possible water rescue on a private ranch. There's no report on who owned the ranch. And they arrived and they found the body of Angela Chow in the pond in her car. They got her out of there. They tried to resuscitate her for a long time. It was 40 or 50 minutes. And uh, yeah, I'm sorry, 43 minutes. And uh, could uh, could not bring her back to life. So what did she do wrong? She's the sister of Elaine Chow who is married to Mitch McConnell. Uh, and so there's a lot of, a lot of deep ties, uh, deep state ties for this, uh, for this lady. So rest in peace, but uh, I'm looking forward to finding out, uh, how this accident happened to Angela Chow. Rest in peace, dead at the age of 50. We continue on with who died today. Prahalad Gujar, Prahalad Gujar, age 34, rest in peace, dead. Uh, Prahalad uh, went into a lion enclosure, and apparently he was trying to take a selfie, and the lion was having none of it. Uh, there was a, He climbed a wall and a chain link fence of the Siravenkaswara Zoological Park in uh, Tarupati, India and jumped into the closure despite warnings from a zoo employee. Uh, they were saying, hey, Prahalad, <laughs> how about no? Don't do that. But he did. And uh, then the animal was like, ooh, uh, he jumped into my cage. Uh, you shouldn't have done that. And the lion was like, I'm just going to go ahead and attack. And so he did. And they, uh, you know, they tried to try to save him, but uh, the animal dragged uh, the man inside the enclosure. 
uh, he was dead within 10 minutes. And so now the 12 year old lion after that was put into his night house. So he's supposed to suffer. The lion's supposed to suffer because this dude jumped in to get a selfie and the lion was just in the middle of his nightly smoke before he went to his nighttime Betty bag. And uh, I was like, hey, uh, I got a little extra snack tonight. <sighs> okay, let's do this. <laughs> so don't be hurting the lion, man. I know. Listen, I'm a believer in humans first. No question. However, uh, there are times when <clears throat> humans are dumb. And uh, Prahalad Gujar, 34, uh, was kind of dumb. Uh, he should not have climbed over the wall and chain link fence at the Sri Venkateswara Zoological Park in uh, Tirupati, India. Or is it Tirupati? Tirupati? T-I-R-U-P-A-T-I, India. I'm sure it's beautiful this time of year. Uh, just don't climb into the lion's den, okay? Just don't do it. So rest in peace. Prahalad Gujar, dead at the age of 34. Now, then in New York, we have a human leg that was found in, uh, in the subways on the tracks of an uptown four train between 167th and 170th Street in the Bronx. They don't know uh, where the leg came from. They don't know, obviously, who it belongs to. And thankfully, uh, there were some minor service disruptions, but not that much. We got the trains back running on time again. And so, if you have any information about the leg that they found in the subway in New York, uh, you know, give the police a call. Let them know. Hey, uh, I know a guy. There's a guy walking around with one leg missing. Or is a guy actually missing and we just didn't find the rest of his body? We don't know. We don't know. But uh, you can help out uh, NYC and, uh, you know, help with information if you have any information on the leg that was found in the subway. Then I see where Julia uh, Anilavani, uh, she uh, is the widow of uh, Alexei Nelvani, and uh, she has uh, said that she's going to continue her husband's work. And she posted a video on social media. She says she wants to build a free Russia. She asked supporters to share with me the rage, the fury, anger hatred for theirs who dare to for those who dare to kill our future she uh, and other relatives say the morgue officials have blocked them from seeing alexi's body and uh, that the spokesperson said his body wouldn't be returned to the family for at least another two weeks and she's accused putin of murdering her husband so i would uh, this is just me thinking out loud that it's possible that she may end up in a Who Died Today segment in the near future. But you never know. in uh, chewing the fat today and there this is one more mutant wolves roaming the Chernobyl exclusion zone have developed cancer resilient genomes that could hold the key to developing a cure for cancer in humans then let's get to it high radiation levels have plagued the Chernobyl ex exclusion zone 
Really? Uh, no kidding. So humans have abandoned the 1,000 square mile Chernobyl exclusion zone. And I think they were uh, forced to leave. But let's go ahead and call it uh, uh, abandoned. And it allowed the wildlife to reclaim the area in the 38 years since the worst uh, nuclear disaster in history. Yeah. Uh, despite exposure to cancer causing radiation, the irradiated wolves appear to have developed protective mutations that make them resilient to cancer. Yeah, all you got to do is, you know, hang out in the exclusion zone and you're fine so Kara love is the evolutionary biologist and ecotoxologist love that with shane campbell stations lab at princeton university love them uh, they've been studying the mutant wolves in the chernobyl exclusion zone for a decade in 2014, Love and her colleagues took blood samples of the wolves in Chernobyl uh, to understand how the animals reacted to the cancer-causing radiation. Scientists also fitted the wolves with radio collars to track their locations and their radiation exposure. We get real-time measurements of where they are and how much radiation they're exposed to. The research shows that wolves in the CEZ are exposed to upward of 11.2 millirem of radiation every single day of their entire lives, over six times the legal limit for human workers. So all you got to do is go in, uh, go into the CEZ without your little suit on and you're fine. You're never, you're not going to get cancer. <laughs> Uh, the mutant wolves have altered immune systems similar to cancer patients undergoing radiation treatment. Genetic analysis suggests that uh, parts of the wolves' genome have developed some resilience to cancer. Furthermore, there was a promising discovery that specific regions of the wolf genome appear to be resilient to increased cancer risk. So let's get to it. Let's get to it. Now, so last year... Uh, scientists at the University of South Carolina from the National Human Genome Research Institute, and I, I love the National Human Genome Research Institute, uh, examined the DNA of 302 feral dogs. The study said the feral dogs living near Chernobyl power plant showed distinct genetic differences from dogs living 10 miles away from the disaster site. So, in 2011, a study found that birds in the CEZ had smaller brains. So, who cares? I mean, if the wolves or the dogs or the birds have smaller brains, sorry about it. Uh, we still need you, and we need your genomes uh, to help us uh, beat cancer. So, let's, uh, let's get on that, okay? <laughs> uh, yeah, just head into the CEZ, and you will be fine. I mean, maybe we all just need to live in the CEZ. I know that the uh, World Health Organization, who, not the band, the group, uh, Director General, has issued a new warning about the likelihood of Disease X breaking out, telling global world leaders it's a matter of when, not if, a new pathogen and pandemic will strike. Now, the Director General goes by his first name, Tedros. Yeah, because nobody can pronounce his last name. G-H-E-B-R-E-Y-E-S-U-S. -E -E yeah, we're just going to call you Tedros, okay? Uh, he told the attendees at the World Government Summit in Dubai 
that uh, the warning of 2018 that a pandemic was likely to hit and he was proven right with the outbreak of the deadly coronavirus. Yeah, okay, so you were proven right and we knew all this testing was going on and the world is still ill-prepared for a new pandemic. And so he once again touted the urgent need for a global treaty to be agreed upon by May and dismissed suspicions about the WHO power grab. It's not a power grab at all. No, silly. Are you kidding me? This is about the mission critical for humanity. This is about our safety. It's it's not about the World Health Organization trying to seize power. <laughs> oh, that is just silly. You are silly. It could be a virus that's caused by influenza, a new coronavirus, or a new pathogen, maybe from the CEZ. He doesn't say that. That was from me. But uh, the world is still not prepared for the pandemic. So what needs to happen is I need to be able to take control and tell people what to do. And so it's not about a power grab, though. Okay, this is just disease X is a hypothetical placeholder for the virus that hasn't even formed yet. It might be 20 times deadlier than COVID-19. We don't know. It's a serious international epidemic that could happen so we need to be able to take that power and tell people you know what needs to what they can do and what they can't do but don't be silly (laughs) it is not about a power grab oh my gosh are you worried no this is something called mission critical for humanity so why don't you just shut up all right, I'll give you the joke of the day, all right? So a uh, little girl is uh, getting tucked into bed, and uh, she's saying her prayers, and the dad tucks her in and listens outside the door, and the little girl says, uh, you know, God bless Mommy, God bless Daddy, God bless Grandma, bye-bye Grandpa. And uh, the father said, hey, why did I couldn't help it over here? He said, bye-bye Grandpa. Uh, and she said, I don't know, Daddy, this just felt like the thing to do. The next day, the grandpa died. So the dad just thought it was a coincidence. So a little while passed, and uh, he was listening to her say her prayers again. And she said, uh, God bless Mommy, and God bless Daddy, and uh, bye-bye Grandma. And uh, the next day, Grandma died. So now he's thinking, oh, no, uh, my daughter, you know, I guess she kind of sees things. So he listens to her prayers again, and uh, her prayers are, God bless Mommy, and bye-bye Daddy. So he is sweating it. I mean, it's, it's his time. So he gets up early, and he goes to work early, and he stays at the office, and he jumps at every little sound. He just has to make it till midnight. He'll be fine. So he makes it till midnight, whew, takes a deep breath, and drives home. And he gets home, and the wife says, my gosh, I've never seen you work so late. What's wrong? And he goes, I've just had the, the worst day of my life. And she said, I know, me too. You'll never guess what happened. The mailman dropped dead at the front door today. You, you know you laughed. You know you did. Have a good day. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.